Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, Mandra. Hey. We definitely didn't oversleep. No, I know. I not what happened today. I'm not going to lie. I woke up this morning and I said, I don't want. (laughs) (laughs) It is one of those days, right? It was. I was honestly like, I I don't want to wake up right now. I would love to like, I don't know, maybe because it's raining. I definitely was feeling very like, woe is me. And I'm not going to lie, halfway through the day, I was like, oh, really, Tiffany, woe is you. You get to work from home and set your own schedule. Me, 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 me. You get to take a nap in the middle of the day while everybody else is at work. And I was like, oh, well, you, when you put it that way. It's not something that you want to brag about. You um, over, I overslept from my little late late morning nap. <laughs> I try not to tell my husband that I nap during the day because he's like. Mm. <laughs> I call my nap second sleep. I'm like, ooh, it's time for second sleep. <laughs> but it looks like I missed, like the world is falling apart. Girl, it is falling apart. Let's Van Winkle over here. What's going so, on? Catch me up. So, as far as I know, so, no, honestly, so, earlier today, I was on Twitter, aka the place where we all get our news from, and the Twitters had Mark Zuckerberger, as Lil Boosie calls him, which I think is hilarious, because apparently um, Lil Boosie was uh, banned from Instagram, and so he's been using all of his friends' accounts, like Lil Duvall and all those other places, and he's been begging (laughs) for his Instagram back, and he can't even get Mark Zuckerberg's name right. He's like, Mr. Zuckerberger, please, Mr. Zuckerberger. (laughs) So we shall refer to him as, so Mark Zuckerberger, apparently there was this 60 minute expose on, um, on Facebook last night. I don't watch 60 minutes, but I do read Twitter and that's why they were like trending. And I was like, oh wow. So she blew the whistle saying that basically that, um, Facebook, Mark, all of them knew that Facebook is um, harmful and toxic to people in specific ways. And they knew that they could actually fix it. But they determined that in so fixing it, it would mean that people would spend spend less time on the site. And as a result, when you spend less time on the site, you're less likely to see ads. If you're less likely to see ads, you're less likely to click. If you're less likely to click, you're less likely to buy less money for Facebook. So they decided that it was worth it to put you in emotional, mental, psychological distress so they can make more money, which quite honestly sounds like every big organization that we know. I mean, let's be real. That's not unique to the Zuckerberg. Yeah. You know, but um, so I saw that. 
And then literally earlier, I was talking to, you know, our production team, shout out to Dennis and Sarah and Amber. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Mandy's okay. Let me check her Insta because that's what we do now. Like I figured, oh, maybe she's, I figured like maybe you were like riding your bike in the park and forgot. I was like, let me oh, see. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was going to look and be like, hmm, hmm, And I looked and I was like, wait a minute, Instagram is down. And then we all checked it was down. And then we went to Facebook. I said, wait a minute, Facebook is down. And then I tried to WhatsApp you to say, hey, man, Joel, because I had texted you. I was like, oh, I'll WhatsApp, you know, because maybe WhatsApp will ping. So I yeah. tried to, to, um, to, to text you. And I was like, via WhatsApp. And WhatsApp was down. Then I was like, wait, what? Th- how did these three, how are these three, these three things related? Facebook, mm. Instagram, WhatsApp. They're all owned. Yes, Zuckerberger. <laughs> <laughs> so... Here's here's my theory. You tell me your okay, theory. Okay, Tiffany, the spy. <laughs> my Sleuth, theory is. Where's your monocle? <laughs> my theory is the Hardy Boys, right? The, yes. um, the Hardy Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> so my theory is instead of Nancy Drew, we got um, Nakisha Nakisha Drew, right? So my theory is that because there was also a hashtag going that said delete Facebook, that mm. somebody with some hacking skills said. Crack my knuckles, say less. And <laughs> they took D. Facebook down. So, yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Um, I heard that on the radio this morning. My, I'm like a 65-year-old lady, I guess. Um, you get your news from Twitter. I get my news from the radio. But yes, I, I heard about the – like the, and I guess I, I had known, you know, just kind of in the background, Facebook's been going through it ever since – the 2016 election and all that, you know, um, I'm all for whistleblowers, but I, it just reminds you how powerful they are because as much as you kind of want to resist Facebook, they are everywhere. Um, and even through their Instagram and through WhatsApp, they are just taking on every new app out there. I mean, they're trying to make every other social media platform obsolete. They've already, yeah. So I don't know. It's like it's hard to just go cold turkey away from these tools and these systems that are just so much a part of our even more so than the phone, you know, like they're just such a huge part of how we connect to one another and get in touch with each other. So it's a it's like a toxic relationship. I feel like we have with Facebook and their their whole portfolio of companies. I mean, Twitter's like the last holdout, you know, that doesn't belong to like. Yeah. Remember, um, they um Snapchat. They tried to buy Snapchat. Snapchat said no, so they're like, well, we'll make our own Snapchat. And sure enough, they. I mean, although kids still use Snapchat, not as I don't hear about it as much as I used to. Yeah, and TikTok, like now they have the reels and all that. Um, they are. It's a. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I, I just hope. It's like I don't care, but I'm also like, can I get my IG back though? Because we had some content. Like our social media manager Amber had some plans today. I'm That's sure. What Amber and- said earlier. You know, so funny. I first of all, Twitter is undefeated. Let's be real. Twitter is the shadiest of all the platforms, and I love it. People yeah. are going in there like someone was like, I was in the middle of an argument, and now in- um, on Instagram, and now it's down. So they're gonna think they won. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Like literally, there's a, they're, they're using SpongeBob like crazy. There's this one with SpongeBob, like you could tell he like kicked the door open and he's leaning one hand against the door and he's breathing, saying, "Me running over to Twitter after noticing that Facebook and Instagram is down. Y'all all right?" Oh Lord. <laughs> you know what also is down, and this is a company that maybe you guys haven't heard of, but I was just kind of like eating my virtual popcorn and getting caught up on all this drama around Aussie. 
Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Ozzy? Yes. They wanted me to be on that show. Carlos, what's his face? Carlos Watson. Yes. Yes. So this is. You decline. Okay, good. Because they were <laughs> apparently a hot mess. And I, I bring that up because it's another big brand that's kind of having a hard time. Well, they they shut down. But we, we you, you had talked about um, Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos last week and how you wanted to like talk about this, this, you know, what's happening with Theranos and the, her trial is going on and people were so obsessed with her downfall almost to the point where it just reminded me like when you're beautiful blonde and you're a, uh, in power in Silicon Valley or in any big company, I just feel like American media and Americans, we just like have this fascination with watching women fail. Um, but Carlos Watson being a black man, black man, um, you know, his, his mom or his dad, he's part Jamaican and part something else. I, I, I forget now. Um, but it just is like, damn it. When there's so few of us out there, you hate to see a black owned business, like not even just shut down, but like get so embarrassingly um, called out. Like they were on a call with Goldman Sachs and they used, did you read this? Like, in the New York Times, he apparently his partner, his 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 co CEO or CEO or something, they caught him using a digital like voice um, altering system service to change his voice and impersonate someone at you a higher up at YouTube to try on a call with Goldman Sachs to get more investing dollars. Like the level of foolishness that was going on at this company, and like apparently they've never really been um transparent about their audience and how big they are and like he had a show that he apparently you can just upload anything to amazon uh, video if you want to kind of like youtube and he was and he posted a billboard saying it was amazon's amazon prime's first talk show um first news focused talk show yes i remember that was a show they invited me on and when my publicist shout out to you tracy aliche pr follow on instagram (laughs) well instagram but no, yeah. honestly, because she she does all the vetting, and she was like, "I'm confused because he had he has like pictures and like clips with people like you know President Barack Obama and all those other people." She said, "But then looking at the site, she said something feels a little and some of y'all you know you could tell if you're 40 and above fugazi. Mm-hmm. You might not know that word, Mandy. I know fugazi. Okay, look at you. Is that in the 30s yeah, yeah. as well? Yes, <laughs> fake, right? Mm-hmm. Yes." So she just was like, it just, it didn't sit right. And she was like, eh, I don't really think it's a fit, Tiffany. Because although it does seem like he's had interviews with reputable folks um, with these like little clips, it doesn't, it's not jiving with what's happening on the site. And so we declined. Um, But to your point, it is such a shame because it's not easy to get to a certain level of success. And then for you to do so, and not to say you should carry the whole race or the whole gender on your back, because that's not fair. Um, but, and yet, and yet here we are, because let's be real, they're going to be like, it's going to be much harder for the next black man in media to be taken seriously. Cause they're literally going to be like, you know, like they're already saying, you trying to pull a Theranos, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so what are they going to say? Another Ozzy, you know, and everybody's delighting in it. But unfortunately, you know, it's, it's bigger than just you when you have a spotlight on you. Absolutely. I mean, there's headlines about like, there was another, article it was like a, a an opinion column but it's like what elizabeth holmes rise and fall means for ambitious women mm. so great we had one high-powered <laughs> woman um you know billionaire on the on the front page of all these business magazines and she ended up to be a fraud and now it's like well that's just you know gonna make it harder for ambitious women as like a as, as a cohort to get taken seriously and 
Carlos, uh, yeah, I mean, him being a black man in media, it just, it, it, I know it's not fair. And yet that is the way that it is. Um, that is the way that it is. And I feel like it just sets us back so far. It sets us back so far. Um, I mean, what is it about Elizabeth Holmes's case that you feel like has captured? Um, I don't know. I don't even because want to say imagination. Or- it's so ludicrous. Yeah. Like, how does someone, like, no one said, let me actually see if this thing works. Not let me just take her word for it, but let me actually see if this thing works. Because, yeah. I mean, she had um, secretaries of states, generals. I mean, one one super, super um, prestigious Stanford teacher that was beloved quit his job to join her. And I'm just like, was she that cute? I mean, I don't, I'm not really to be a gay, like a gauge of like, you know, what's super attractive, but she's okay. not giving Pamela Anderson 1999. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to understand like what, what was so engaging Tell about me. her. I'm just saying she looked, to me, she looked like a regular, regular, like woman. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She was not unattractive, but she's not somebody who I'd be like, oh my God, stunning. Yeah. You know? I think she had just enough of the, um, you know, when you're glancing over someone's LinkedIn page or their resume or something, there are certain ways that, especially in the media, we describe people that is almost like a, a way of giving them credibility. So mm. a Stanford dropout, somehow yes. that became really sexy and it became something that was appealing. And yes, like you said, once you have, I mean, she had you know, na- recognizable names, uh, Kissinger, James Mattis, um, supporting Theranos. And it's like every additional person who gave her credibility, it made it easier for other people to do less work, mm-hmm. to actually look at what she was doing. And it's this crazy line. And same with Ozzy. It's a line between because they were sort of overinflating their audience size. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had a and because of Carlos and his his connection. I mean, mm-hmm. he was an anchor on MSNBC, was it before? So he had he had this like celebrity kind of um, mm. talk show host, uh, you know, um, aura about him. And he would get big names like the Clinton uh, Clintons, right. I think, or at least Hillary um, mm. Obama. He had interviewed these really big names. And I think it's like it just shows the importance and the what's scary about how brands can borrow credibility from influential people that they are aligned with and then use it to dupe dupe so many people mm. and in Theranos's case it was people's lives you know people's health mm-hmm. um, I mean Ozzy you could argue people weren't you know thinking that they were going to get life altering information with their services the same way that Theranos was you know going to tell you everything you need to know about with a with a tiny pinprick um, blood sample but they both went way over the line when it comes to um, selling their vision and faking it till you make it but then you have other companies in Silicon Valley startups who that's kind of how you get investor funding. You got to kind of like sell them on a vision Mm -hmm. that does not exist yet. So like, where is that? Where is that line? When does it become fraud versus, Oh, we're just really ambitious. Honestly, you're right. Because I'm sure there are like, I remember, was it, I think I was reading someplace where Steve jobs, like, the first time he debuted the, the I uh, what's the big one with the big back big back the um the, the computer big back. I the computer that remember it had like the big colorful iMac? back is he an iMac it was either that something was supposed to say hello you know or whatever and it didn't yeah. it wasn't working 
So they faked it, you know? And then, of course, they got it working later. So it's like, what's the difference between that and her? I think the difference is it seems that... I mean, there's delusion and there's delusions of grandeur because... Although maybe, you know, those, I don't, I honestly, I don't know. Cause to be fair, I don't know. She might truly have believed that they were on the cusp of getting it to work. I don't know. You know, so yeah. maybe she wasn't, you know, she was like, no, no, we, and she just like kind of oversold herself. So and to be fair, you know, what is really the difference between Steve Jobs pretending that his first major, you know, thing that he, that he shared is working versus his, um, you know, her lying and saying things are working when they did it. Um, yeah. But also too, I think that for her, it wasn't just, it's not just the technology. It was the fact that these are people's lives. I don't know if you saw, I watched Bad Blood, like they had a documentary and- Yes. There's so many yes, that documentaries. Woman, too many. Right? <laughs> the, but I watched honestly yeah. most of them because I was fascinated. So yeah. one of them was this woman who was in re, uh, remission from cancer and took one of the tests that was supposed to be done by the Theranos machine and it looked like the cancer had come back. So, of course, she is terrified. Mm-hmm. Her doctor sends her to another lab, and it's not true. I mean, that's 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 really bad that yeah. someone, you know, giving somebody a false, false positive or false negative. And then, you know, I was reading that how um, she's not even on trial for those things because that that those records mysteriously disappeared. Can you imagine? So all of those people that mm. that you gave those falsified records to, you know, they disappeared. So I'll say yeah. this. She's not unique to to the big business environment, um, but it's still wrong. Absolutely. It is still wrong. I just I hope that we treat other I hope that we treat other CEOs and and company leaders and company boards with the same amount of fervor and um I don't know when everyone just sort of when everyone finally agreed that she was bad and that she was a liar and the same thing with with Ozzy and his co-founder. I mean, there's been I feel like half a dozen articles in the Times just overnight about the downfall of <laughs> Ozzy. Like what it, it's they're a novelty, right? It's a black owned. It's a black man owning a brand and it's a white. Well, it's a woman in Silicon Valley owning this multi-billion dollar company. And there is this I don't know, this sick this kind of sick, twisted fascination with watching them fall. And yeah. I think with women-owned brands in particular, you know, you look at, um, there was this, uh, well, first there was this whole idea of the girl boss and the woman who created that whole, and then yes. she, Sophia, oh, Sophia Armorosa. Yeah, I feel like every badass woman that is on the cover of a magazine one month, give it a year, give it a year, and there will yeah. be an article in the Cut or in the Times or wherever talking about how employees accuse them of a toxic work culture. Ah, and- not here, not here. I was on the cover of Money <laughs> Magazine, and oh, hopefully, <laughs> <clears throat> Unicorn <laughs> Squad better get those NDAs locked. No, I'm kidding. Okay. No, I mean honestly, those are the things I think about. I think about that all mm. the time. Like, am I creating? a welcoming a work environment am i making sure that my employees i was so proud of one of my employees uh yesterday she um she she sent me she's like tiffany you know i've taken on additional responsibilities and i want to send you my my um what's she call it her um not her employment proposal her salary proposal of what she felt like she deserved and she was just like i was so nervous to send this to you but i saw you on your live where you said that you know people should assert themselves that you bring a lot to the table. I was like, honestly, girl, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Because I didn't because I'm not I look at salaries 
typically the year before we kind of like look to make sure we're in alignment. But if you pick up new like projects and things during the year, I might not can make that connection or maybe your lead did not make that connection. Like, oh, we're asking her to do more. Have we adjusted her pay? And we had not. So she was absolutely right. Look, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't even tell her, girl, you're getting it. Actually, surprised. <laughs> I was going to say like. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she was, because when I looked, I was like, wait, girl, I'm so it's important now, someone else might listen. You know, you might be a Unicorn Squad member. You're like, oh, me too. Now, here's the thing. Literally what I told my, I had a meeting with my CFO, George, um, George A today. And I said, George A, can I get a list of like what everyone's making annually, you know, um, our full-time and then like what part-time is making and, and contractors? Because I want to see, is anybody out of alignment? So we used to do that every six months. And I don't know what fell through the cracks. Like myself and my CF, my COO, my CFO, we would literally look and say, is anyone out of alignment? You know, has anyone picked up something new and we forgot to adjust their pay? Because oftentimes people won't say they'll just do the work and we don't want that. Yeah. You know, I always used to tease them when we were um before when I didn't have money to pay annually and they would just be working um hourly. So people would never punch in when we had our team meeting. And I would always see them and say, like, Harry Tubman did not... Did <laughs> she did not do what she did for y'all to be on this meeting and not have punched in? And they're like, oh, but I ran out of hours, and I'm like, because we would have like a set number of hours. This is very early yeah. budgetista. So, but I just say all that to say that, like, I, I mean, I don't know what it looks, looks like to run some billion dollar business. So for sure, obviously, it's easier to run a smaller business. Um, yeah. But I just hope that I never forget to check in and make sure that the people that work for me, you know, are are happy. But let's say you do like where I want to be sure that there is space for people like you, for people like me, women in a place that's necessarily not, you know, hasn't always been um, the place where we can thrive and, and run a s successful business. I just wish that we had the space to fail, the space to mess up once in a while. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say, you know. Um, you do have someone who's underpaid for a few months. And believe me, I've been in that position, too, where I, people on my team have had big gaps. And it just it it's not like you do it maliciously, but sometimes mm -hmm. those things can happen. Yeah. Um, someone and it happens quickly and things kind of move slowly. Sometimes I have a lot of empathy for, for companies when it comes to, well, to a certain extent, I have empathy about uh, pay inequity and how, how um, complicated it can be to fix those. But anyway, I just want there to be room for us to mm -hmm. mess up once in a yes. while. And I feel like if somebody, I feel like if someone went to, you know, a major corporation was like, um, you know, um, Tiffany, uh, wasn't paying me what she said. She's the budget needs and she wasn't paying me what I wanted to get paid. And they were like vindictive. I can see a reporter seeing you and being like, oh, wow, you know, she is all about um, empowering women to get what they're yep. earning and then look at her. And they, I could just see that, that obsession in the media yeah. with that to contradiction. Tear you down. To tear yes. you down because it, you are a novelty. And that is what frustrates me so much. I and just honestly, don't think it's a little scary because fail. that happened earlier this year. Like, I'm trying to, to decide if I'm going to tell the story. I am. You know what? Bump it. So one of um, my mentees had made a mistake. Remember, we talked about her making this mistake online. And I told her, girl, you have to take your lumps because it was a mistake. Mm, yeah. And you were wrong. Um, you know, but we live and we learn because it has not. It won't be your last. But, mm -hmm. you know, you will live to see another day. You continue on. But you apologize for it. And you, and you try your best to make amends for it. And some people will forgive you and some people will won't. And it's their prerogative not to. So there were um, a couple of other young women who was in personal finance involved. 
And they reached out to me to say, hey, you know, she made this mistake and she's tagging you. And I was like, what? I had not known because I wasn't on social as much. And so when I found out, so the other young women, you know, they, they sent me articles about why what she posted was offensive. I read it. We were having a dialogue and I thought, okay. And then um, uh, one of them, um, I think she like wanted to like jump on a call and I said, sure. Um, and then the other one I reached out was like, you know, if you'd like to talk, I'm, I'm open to learn. I said, no one is too big for correction, you know, and I'm open to learn. I'd love to jump on a call. She said, sure. Um, so then I, um, I like my, my mentee had posted an apology and I, I had written underneath it, you know, you know, I'm proud of you for posting this apology. So one of the girls was mad at me for telling my mentee, I'm proud of you for posting an apology. And she wrote, this is why I'm so glad that we have new faces in personal finance, you know, basically like, you know, like, oh, <laughs> We're, You're already the new, old guard. Yeah. <laughs> us new people are here to push you out. And not quite honestly, I hope so, sis. I'm tired. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> honestly, I was like, girl, don't threaten me with a good time. So when she said that, I was like, so then I reached behind, behind the scenes and I said, you know, I, you know, and then she posted a tweet and said, people like the budget needs to imagine. It was so weird because she thought I was supporting my mentee because there was some sort of financial benefit. And I'm like, what would that be? Mm. There's no, there was no financial benefit. You know, it's, it wasn't like, there's no brand. There's no, I just thought that was strange. Anyway, that was yeah. her interpretation. Anyway, so she posted, she tweeted, I hope I never become like the budgetista, she added me, um, where, um, you know, I do mm. things that are not right for the financial benefit or something to that. She was basically trying to get the cancel train going. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, I didn't even, because I knew that I could amplify that voice and I wasn't going to do that. I was like, sis, I see you added me. You think I'm going to like say something back? No, I hit her behind the scenes and I said, you know, if you think that I've done something wrong, I'm open to hearing about it because maybe I have. This is what mm -hmm. I wrote her. So this is how I knew that the desire to, to, for change was not really genuine. Sorry, girl. It wasn't because later she was like, actually for my own mental health, I prefer not to talk to you. I'm like, oh, but you can, you could tweet poison. Got yeah. you. Cause oh, we're really here mm -hmm. to make things different and change. But the moment that I'm like, girl, I am wide open, you know, mm -hmm. like, let me know. Because honestly, I really do want to do and be better. And I said that, um, but no, 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 but you can tweet about, and you can Instagram and say all these things, you know, but when it comes time to actually have an adult conversation to say, Hey, Tiffany, this is where I think that you were wrong, whatever. And not to say that it's her job to, um, to teach me anything, but that was offered. And then two, you know, that if you're going to, you know, like, I guess, try to publicly drag me for whatever reason. So anyway, I just thought that that was really unfortunate. And I thought to myself, well, what if that had worked? You know, like, what if she would have posted that? And then there was this tumbling effect of like, we hate budgetista. We hate budgetista. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it's possible. You never know. You know, and I thought like that just would have been so unfortunate. Um, here's the thing, though, which I don't be knowing. See, some of y'all. All your money is made on the front end. It's foolish. I've been peep game. If you only knew, like maybe 10% of the money I make, if Budgetista were to disappear today, I would still be a very wealthy woman. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Literally, it's too late. So yeah. even if I were to disappear, I'd be still good, 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 good. And half the, so many services and products I've got equity in, I've got ownership in, I advise on. All them stuff, sweetheart, that you be on, that's me too. Like, so I, I, but I put those things in place on purpose 
to make sure that if I ever didn't want to be do Bajanista anymore. But it was a really eye-opening experience about what it's like when people really are not really looking out for whatever the, the, the greater good benefit is. They're just looking to express their frustration, which is their right. But, you know, what that could be like to like, you know, like be canceled or whatever one day. And so mm-hmm. I hope before that, you know, I sit my own self down. I'm like, don't sit me down. I want to sit my own self down. Um, but it yeah. was just honestly, I, I wasn't afraid during that time, you know, because I was just like, you know, I just didn't really I didn't think much of it. But at the same time, I was thinking I was disappointed. And because here's also the disappointment, Mandy, behind the scenes, I don't think people understand how much that the quote unquote old guard puts y'all on. Like I might not say, but I have a list of financial people of color and I, a day does not go by that I'm, a request is not made of me. Some, and many of them are not within my price range, a thousand dollars, $2,500, 5,000. No, 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 no. But I never, ever, ever let something cross my path that I can't do that. I do not share with another financial educator of color. Never, mm-hmm. you know, Patrice put me on to that. Uh, you know, um, we all love Patrice um, of um, oh, Patrice's seeking um, wisdom. Yes. Seek wisdom wealth. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Washington. <laughs> one of our right. first guests ever. Yes. She wasn't one of our first guests. She's got her own podcast too, which is awesome. Um, so she reminded, because I remember asking Patrice, like, well, if you can't do something, what do you do? Patrice is like, girl, I always try to pass it on. I'm like, oh, that's good. So we're in this black money group called Elevate. And so- Almost every week, someone sends me something. I can't do it. I posted in Elevate and said, does anybody want to do it? It's $2,500. They told me that I could share. I always ask if I can share. Mm-hmm. But not only just that, sometimes brands literally come to me. There's a huge brand, one of the biggest financial brands in the world, that asked me for a list of young, up-and-coming, black and brown financial educators that they can start to invest in. And so what I look for, obviously, that you know your stuff, but I also look for how do you navigate in this space? Are you a tear downer or are you a builder upper? You know what I mean? Like literally there was a, I just was tired. There was a $25,000 contract. Now that is within range, but I said no to it, but not before passing it on. $25,000 is transformative money for a brand new financial educator or a few years email email just to see if I got anything (laughs) from you. (laughs) No, they were looking for it. They were looking for a dude. (laughs) Fine. You know, <laughs> she's like, wait, um, I could be. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but I just say all that to say, be careful that the person that you're trying to tear down and attack is not on the same team as you, mama. Like, yeah. I, I put, I, I might not tell you, but like, literally, I have my list, and I'm always asking Sandy for people. I'm, oh, I like, literally, I have like a running list of like dope educators that I'm like, oh, let me put her on, and let me put him on, and let me. Get, and let me make that phone call or, you know what, I see they're doing this and I'll slide into people's DMs. But oftentimes that I'm putting people on with, because I don't want them to get excited that maybe it doesn't go through. But oftentimes if I cannot do a thing, I'm passing it on. And sometimes the the company um, will um, connect with that person and they won't, you know, that person will never know. And I'll see that they got it. And I'm like, yes, but I'm not like, hey, girl, I got it. Like I just helped my friend Sandra, this this organization wanted me to build out this coaching program. And they were like, we have a grant for fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. I did not have the capacity, um, but I knew Sandra, um, and she's amazing. She that's what she does. She's got a nonprofit, and that's what she does. She builds out coaching programs for large financial organizations. She got a hundred thousand dollars. She said, Tiffany, you just got me a hundred thousand dollars. I was like, I did. I couldn't even remember. She was like, girl, remember? I'm like, no. But then I was like, oh yeah, 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 months ago. 
$100,000 for her organization. So I just say all that to say like, it was just such a disappointment because I thought to myself, one day I will sit down. Not today, boo-boo, but one day. Mm -hmm. One day I will sit down. And what I love to do is I love mentoring and I would I, I want to be a conduit to make sure that you know, that we continue to be seen, heard, and paid in this space. And you want to be mindful of how you navigate. Not that you should be kissing anybody's butt, you know, but you want to be mindful how you navigate because brands and people are watching. I had one brand said that they looked at all my social media back two years before hiring mm. me. Two years because they wanted to make sure I wasn't I wasn't with the shits. And so like people are watching and they're wanting to put you on. Give them give them the space and the grace to do so. You know, it's okay to be angry and be mad and, and check someone, but make sure you're doing it for the greater good and, and not just on some pettiness. Amen. Absolutely. And I hope that we continue to support each other. I mean, I'm not saying that just because you're a woman of color, like we all have to support you. I think the work has to speak for itself, but let's not relish each other's downfalls and let's not contribute to like, there's already enough forces working against us, right? Why add, why add to that and try to bring someone down just to give yourself some perceived edge to give yourself some pers like to for a good tweet, you know, <laughs> to get a couple of it's just not it's really not worth that. I mean, as we can see from Elizabeth Holmes and from Carlos Watson, like the world will sit us on our asses if we deserve it eventually. Um, and people will dance on those uh, virtual graves, it looks like, especially if you're a woman or a person of color, yes. because it's such a novelty, which is super depressing to me. Um, but I think that that's why it's important, Tiffany, to to I mean it's almost like the extra burden of being black in business it, it is watching every p and every q yeah you know because it can be so easy to step out of to step a little bit outside the line and to mm -hmm. not be forgiven and not be let back into the you know the, the club mm -hmm. the circle yeah you want to give our especially we want to give us a little extra grace and space I mean it just even had me thinking yeah. about like remember you know the um the conference that he who shall not be named you know yes Yes, I'm like, mm. I'm like, I, I wish you well from afar, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, because, it's you know, ultimately, I don't want anybody's, you know, like, like livelihood to be taken from them. That's not mm -hmm. the intention. Um, you Did know, you, you just hope. Go ahead. I was going to say this was kind of reminding me of Delianne Barros and what she just went through. Um, yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, De Delianne, the money coach, she was actually a guest on BA a couple yes. of episodes ago. So go back and listen. And this was a very delicate situation. And she, I think, handled it as well as she could have. But she, I just saw an IG live one evening, she had gone live. And it was like, you know, this person is stealing my work, and they are passing it off as their own. And I mean, the evidence and first of all, Delian is an entire attorney, like attorney. she has a whole law degree. <laughs> she only quit her job just a few months ago, y'all like she she's is still fresh. fresh. <laughs> she's still fresh. And so I don't know why in particular, someone would want to steal her work. Um, but she had for months been been collecting evidence against this this other influencer. Our and she sister. named them in her post. Yeah, she <gasps> named them in her post. And I think my first inclination was like, whoa, let me really listen to this because, yeah. you know, you don't want to. And the other person is a, bla is a black woman, a woman of yes. color. And, and it sucks to see someone that, you know, and you're familiar with um, get dragged in that way. But Delianne had all the receipts. And she, she, and, I, and she also had for months been trying to handle things outside of the public eye, you know, privately, 
um, to to get this person to acknowledge and take down the work that they had, you know, passed off as their own. That was actually Delian's, and then it just was like way too far. It was like mm-hmm. an entire course that had been ripped off. Um, I just don't and understand. I, I don't either. And what I and you know, one of the many reasons I love Delian is you could see that how it pained her to talk yeah. about it. Because, you know, she said it on her live and I couldn't agree more. Like there is plenty of there is plenty of room for everybody. Yeah. Like there's plenty of people to help. We all have our unique voices and there is room for everyone to succeed, I think. And and the fact that there's more women of color coming up in the personal finance, um, you know, the influencer space is not something to be threatened by. And it's not something to think that there's only so much work out there. And Delian's like, I... I, I didn't want it to be this way, but there comes a certain point when you have to stand up for yourself yeah. um, and get those get those attorneys out there. Yes. Honestly, yeah. I was really, I was, that's what really pained me that it was like, oh, it was another woman of color, you know, mm-hmm. that did that to her and then blocked her. And like, you know, and then I saw that because I'd gone to the woman's page and I was like, S-. I didn't say anything, but I just was looking in my mind. Yeah. And then now she's t- like, you know, she's, um, she became private, the, this woman's page. And I'm just like, sis, that's not, you know, like, that's not going to save you. <laughs> like, yeah. like the receipts, like, for, sis, she was on your webinar. There's no way that you can keep someone, like an attorney can just watch the webinar and be like, hmm, could take your course and be like, here it is. How are you going to know who's who? It could be anyone that they send in. So if you continue yeah. to sell it, it just was, because that's happened to me before, literally word for word. Someone copied me so bad. I mean, we cool now. Someone copied me so bad, they forgot to take my name out. <gasps> Girl, literally. I remember my sister told me, this is one of my literature challenges. My sister oh my said, God. I think this lady, another sister, and a sister who was my friend. Like, I had spoken at her conferences. Like, we was cool. We were financial friends. Uh-huh. And my sister was like, hey, Tiffany, I think I think this is your literature challenge. And I was like, Girl, I did not invent financial challenges. She's yeah. like, mm, no. I'm pretty sure. I was like, how can you know for sure? She's like, your name is in it. I was like, my name? So I went to take the challenge. And it, it was like, there was one line that said something, something. And that's why they called me the budgetista. They had forgotten. I was like, when I say copy paste, and she wasn't the first person. She's the second woman that another black woman had stolen, like almost word for word. Like it, she had done a, um, a, an investment version, but she had took my whole template. And I wrote her and I was like, and she basically was like, you didn't invent challenges. I said, I know, but I invented this one. Yeah. And you have taken almost every word and just switched out investing, investing. I'm like, that's cool. So she ended up taking it down. The other woman ended up taking it down. And then I saw her some years ago. Um, and she said, you know, she really apologized to me. Both of them did. And so mm. she just was like, you know, Tiffany, I was in a really bad state at that point. I'd hired like a, you know, a young intern. I told her to find some challenges online that we can use as a template. And I guess she copied and pasted. And I was so embarrassed, which I can understand. I know. She said, I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to face you. And I was just like, honestly, you know, I mean, honestly, here's this thing. I give extra space and grace to sisters. So both of them, I said, that's fine. And when I see them, it's all good. Um, You know, it's, it was unfortunate, but it didn't, you know, it didn't, you know, didn't stop the train. They're not the top of your list, I imagine, for people to refer business too yeah. <laughs> they're not the t- they're on, maybe they're toward the bot but they're like because i used to one of them of the in particular list. we used to partner and i used to send a lot of business her way then i was like so about that we won't be doing that anymore can't it's let such the a pressure loss. get to you to where you are lying and passing off work as your own i mean that is a real like we just have to be 
real with ourselves. And it can feel lonely out here and it can feel yeah. like everyone's I everyone has the best ideas, everything's already been done. Yes. How do I have something new and fresh? Yeah. But sometimes it's okay to just sit down and take time to develop yeah. your own point of view and and differentiate yourself like any other business out there. Yeah. Um I hate I yeah, it it was really painful to watch. Delian be in pain talking about a woman of color, um, but she didn't do any more than she needed to. Yeah, to she um, yeah, she didn't do anything else that she needed to do. I thought she handled it really gracefully. I mm-hmm. and I, my heart goes out to even the other woman because you know I imagine it can't feel good to be a fraud. It cannot yeah. feel good. Like it's hard to sleep. I imagine, and um, that there's no future in just... fronting. No, <laughs> no. So oh, that's the, gonna... that's the name of the episode. There's no future in front. front. (laughs) Well, it's a very short one. We all know where it ends. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, now it's time to switch on over, I think. Right? Yeah. Um, Maybe a word from our sponsors. Do we have a word from our sponsors? Let's let's hear from our sponsors, Tiffany. Yes. Today, Brown Ambition (laughs) is sponsored by... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, should we do a boost and break? (laughs) Yes, we should. So I just got two little slight boosts. One, my husband went food shopping yesterday and he randomly bought a bag of pistachios. You I were never not had kidding pistachios. When you said. <laughs> I wasn't. I told Wait, you. Wait, you've like, never had pistachios? No, girl. <gasps> you hear this? This Delicious. Is They're so good. Wait, did you get the pre-shelled ones? No, or are you I did working not. For it? No, no, okay, I'm working for it. It's better when you work for it. They sure do. <laughs> when I tell you, I'm first of all, look, I've got this is my full cup. Okay. And then this is my my, my waist cup. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I am living my best life. I said, who knew? I mean, I'd always seen the pistachio commercials, you know, and I thought they were hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm into pistachios now, whatever, you know. Ooh, pistachio um, ice cream. Mm, so good. You know, I've never had pistachio. I've loved chip, mint chocolate chip, but I've never had pistachio ice cream. I have to try mm, that. I cannot. I Mint chocolate chip, I just have a physical aversion. Like, I don't mm, know why really? I have toothpaste flavored chocolate. I don't. No, I love know. mint chocolate chip. And my <laughs> second boost is... Uh, I was like, okay, Tiffany, I want to get serious about taking care of myself. So I went on ahead and hired a personal trainer. Oh, you did? Comes, yeah, that comes to the house. So I feel really fancy. Mm. Um, and you know what? Here, So this is like a bigger, broader financial kind of like lesson or word, if you will. My sister was over and um, Juliana, she is my housekeeper. I don't even know. Because I mean, she's not here all the time. Anyway, she comes every two weeks and she cleans and she's amazing. She's from Brazil. She's awesome. We always have a chit chat, um, but she's she's amazing. So Juliana came to clean that that she comes every other Friday. Then Nisha, Nisha is the cook I told you guys about that cooks for me. Like every every other day, she brings like two meals for my family. Nisha is West Indian. Her food is banging. Okay, banging. She's making lasagna tonight. I'm like, 
<laughs> so, um, but I won't be eating much of it because like I'm trying to do better. But either way, Nisha came over that day. And then my new personal trainer, Nisa, who's also a sister, young sister. So Nisa came over and my sister Tracy was like, now this is what I call black luxury. She was like, you got Juliana helping you clean the house. Nisha's dropping off food for the family and you're getting exercised by Nisa. And I thought, you know what? I'm proud of Tiffany of today because y'all know, if you just listen to some old episodes, you know, I was still buying pack panties until Mandy was like, you know, you could just go to Marshall's. Oh, Lord. No, I instantly thought of that time when you were trying to find someone to help you do your laundry. Yes. And you felt guilty about yes. doing like a laundry service. And I was yes. like, just take your damn laundry. Like, <laughs> just drop it off. <laughs> because okay. I just, well, well, because it wasn't, I didn't actually grow up with money hang up because my parents were really good about that. It wasn't until the recession happened. And when I lost everything, it made me so mm. afraid to spend because during the like four years when I was really struggling, I used to literally think to myself, I would add up how many times I had sushi prior to losing everything. I would add up how many times I spent money on something thinking I could sure use that $200 now. I could sure Mm. use that, you know. So then moving forward, I was like, well, let me not spend because I never know what's going to happen. But it got really toxic and I was over saving. I was too afraid. And it took a long time for me to be like, Tiffany, it's going to take a lot for you to be broke. You can do things to take care of yourself. So I always have this thing in my head. What is the money for? You've taken care of your parents. You've paid off their house. You've paid off all your debt. You've paid off your house. So you don't have even a mortgage. You've paid off your, your student loans. you paid off your, your car. Tiffany, you, you and your husband are debt-free like toddlers. You make sure you look, you have a college fund for Supergirl, my stepdaughter. You have a college fund for my nieces and my nephew. You're good. You donate back to, to charity. You're good. Like, what is the money for? You know, you're set aside for retirement. You're good. Like, I think you can get your laundry done. You know, so to have Nisa come and what I found is that I'm going to say prices because sometimes things are not as expensive as you think. My friend Cabrell used to push me to say, have you even priced it? Because he's my fancy friend. He's Mm -hmm. like, let's go. Because I told him I was like, I want a Range Rover one day. He's like, well, why don't we go test drive it today? I'm like, I don't have Range Rover money. He's like, how would you know? Have you priced it? We went, we test drove a Range Rover and I hated it. I didn't like the drive. He was like, see, you would have spent the next five years hoping, wishing, dreaming about a Range Rover, not knowing that you didn't even like it, you know? And so, so pricing for Nisha, right? So Nisha is $80 a meal and a meal feeds about eight people, six to eight people. So it's like 10 bucks a person. I'm like, girl, Um, Juliana to clean the house. And she came every week, it'd be 130 a week, but she comes every other week. So it's 150. You know, I always give everybody tips, but that's like the bare bones, what they ask for. So 150 to clean my house is three floors, um, I said five, five bedrooms, Damn, three good. bathrooms. Yeah. That's what she charges. But I always give her like a really good 25% tip. Her a little bit. I know. That's I think I everybody's a little house, just the main floor. My good old neighbor Paulette <laughs> comes over every other week. Bless her. I love, see, and then, <laughs> and then Nisa herself is for her to come every session is, um, like if I were to come to her, I think the session would have been 40, but if she, because she comes to me, the session's an extra 10 bucks, so it's 50. So I'm like, that's really fair, right? I was like, these, I mean, now 10 years ago when I was broke, this would have been way too much money. But for me now, that's not an exorbitant amount of money, 50 bucks for a training session, 150 to get the house clean, you know, 10 bucks a meal to have like a home cooked meal cooked for us at home. Um, so much so that now I have her do my parents on the weekend. She cooks like two meals for them every Sunday. So they have like you know, two meals for the week. So my mom doesn't have to cook as much, but I just say all that to say that like 
my boost is, you know, allowing myself and I'm giving you permission as well to spend the money, you know, like, of course you want to be responsible, but you also want to live well now. And I still struggle past that, but like, it feels good to know that I have put things in place to make my life more comfortable that I I've worked hard. And even if I had, it didn't work hard. If I have the money to do so in a way that's responsible, why not? And so I'm just trying to learn that lesson for myself. So hopefully that'll be a little opener for someone who's listening. Like, okay, I can do it. I can spend the 10, 10 bucks. <laughs> I mean, I feel like once you move on to fancy nuts like pistachios, you are well on your way because them nuts are not cheap. Okay. You know, Superman bought those. He's fancy. Well, not really, but <laughs> a little bougie. Uh, well, treat yourself. I, I think that's amazing. I'm glad that you've come a long way from pack panties. Where do you get your underwear now, Tiffany? <laughs> what have we moved up to? What have we moved up to? Uh, I just let my husband buy it. <laughs> oh, okay. I would never. Uh-huh. I want to be comfortable. Okay. I'm going to do a quick. I have so many. Uh, okay. But I, I'm going to do a quick one because I don't think I've shouted out this tool yet. But as a new solopreneur um, who's getting, who has like 17 different work personalities and income streams and stuff, I feel like I'm one of the first tools I invested in was a service called Calendly, like calendar with the L-Y at the end. And this has been the most, I mean, I just can breathe a sigh of relief um, whenever I use Calendly because they help you schedule appointments and you can literally send someone a link and they have access to your calendar. Now, my admin rocks. She knows that my calendar was a little janky jank and it wasn't, it was my fault that I hadn't set it up right. But um, once we got that all squared away, Calendly has been a dream and I'm able to schedule Everything from like podcast recordings or podcast meetings to, you know, the free uh, coaching sessions that I've been doing and people can add to my calendar and I don't have to do the whole email back and forth with like, here are the dates and times. And it's like 9, 29, uh, between (laughs) 1 and 2 and 2 and 3 and 3, you know, all that is gone. So and I think Calendly was a couple hundred bucks for the year. And I think that was a couple hundred bucks well spent. So if you are out there struggling and you aren't using a calendar system like Calendly, there's also um, Schedule Once. I think that was also one that I looked at, but I highly, highly recommend it. It really has taken a lot of um, stress off my shoulders in terms of like keeping my calendar scraped. Yes. I'm, I'm saying I love those tools. by them yet. <laughs> right. So what are the tools you use? I use, I, I don't use Calendly. We do sometimes, but we also use Slack, you know, for in, like um, intermodals, right? So that's a tool. What, what's another tool that you're like, oh my gosh, I love it. Canva. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, Canva. And we oh are sponsored by Canva, but yeah, I love Canva. We are. Canva Pro. I mean, get it. It's worth every penny. It is worth yeah. every penny. You see Canva, um, you got a freebie with us because we, we wasn't even, and also too, I love, um, so you know, I love Help Scout. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, oh. but Help Scout. Mm-hmm. So we started to use Help Scout to do um, customer support for the Literature Academy. Mm-hmm. So it's really a customer support tool, which is which is an amazing customer support tool because you can have like automatic responses. You can have like, you know, people can write when they write certain emails, like I'm locked out. You know, you can just click a button and it answers like, you know, um, re- responses that you've already uh, created. But I loved Help Scout so much. I actually use Help Scout for like my admin and I use Help Scout. Because we it, it helps us to organize our emails in such a way. Help Scout. Mm-hmm. So it um so you like literally we have Help Scout really helps is if if you have like different teams. So we've got like our customer support team, we've got our um our finance team, our our 
organization team and then me. And so we're all at, so think about it like we're all at, at the post office and there's a different mailboxes. So something can land in my mailbox and I could just click move and it'll move it to the mailbox it's supposed to be in. Just because sometimes people will say, hey, Tiffany, I'm locked out of the literature academy. And before it, I have to be like, oh, I have to CC the customer support team. No, no, no. Now I can literally just move you on over to the, oh. um, yeah, so it's really great. And then let's just say someone, like sometimes people will, will DM me on IG and say, hey, Tiffany, I signed up for the academy, but I forgot my password. So what I can do is um, if they give me their name and email, you know, sometimes I can just, I can type into the search bar and it'll search all four email boxes. And I'm like, oh girl, it's right here. Mm -hmm. So Help Scout, it, to me, it might not make sense if you just have just you yourself, but if you've got multiple teams, Honestly, especially if you like need customer support. Oh my gosh, help Scout is is yeah. bay. You can reach us at brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com if you would like to pay for advertisements. Like <laughs> yes. That's a freebie. It's a little taste. Let yes. them know if you go to Help Scout that you heard from Brown Ambition. Um, <laughs> it's true. I love it. And that reminds me, we are putting together like a little list of BA faves for the for our new when we get our brand new website. Yeah. I'm so excited. There's oh, gonna yeah, be we a do have to have BA faves because it's there's just yeah. so many things that we use that, you know, I like just even like Riverside, Canva, but you know. Where we put our, where we do our podcast on. Riverside's in the penalty box as far as I'm concerned, but let's not go there. Okay, never mind. I wanted to do that big live event and they were just so, they were, it was just a little complex. Okay, a little oh, complex. Okay, well, I like, honestly, um, I'm not going to lie, I like StreamYard if we trying to do um stuff like that. StreamYard okay. is the jam. Because StreamYard, okay. you can, if I go live on StreamYard, I can go live on Twitter. I can go live on Facebook. I can go live on YouTube and then also StreamYard, the StreamYard platform, all at the same time simultaneously. And it looks really clean. And I can literally have like things pop up like, and the link, the link can pop up. You could do like a scrolling link. You could put people in the green room and have them come up. It's, yeah, StreamYard is pretty amazing. I feel like you need to do like an annual, as a business owner, an annual um, uh, tools check. Yes. Just like, are we using the latest and the greatest? What If you're struggling, yes, yes absolutely. I love well, that idea hang around for our or wait out wait wait a little bit for our ba faves list but definitely i think that there are some amazing um tools out there and calendly is bay yeah i will just leave it there well right. it's been an amazing show as per usual. we got it together thanks for uh dragging me out of my cave <laughs> no problem <laughs> don't forget y'all you know we always always have our baqa that's what comes up you know a couple of days after this episode comes out so if you have a qa for the ba Certainly ask us questions. We are a Brown Ambition Podcast uh, on Instagram. You can slide into our DMs. You can go to brownambitionpodcast.com and click ask anything or email us at B. Oh, just to always want to forget email. Brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com? I don't know why. Like, why? <laughs> you know what it is? It's because it's the okay. Twitter one throws me off. But, like, yes, brownambitionpodcast at, at gmail.com. I know. If you guys know who owns the Brown Ambition handle on Twitter, just like, come on, help us out. We've been trying yes, to get that Yes, because that years. would just make my life easier. <laughs> <laughs> so I could just say the same thing over and over. But yeah, we love your, your, if you have a question about finance, question about careers, question about um, finance adjacent things like buying a house or investing or whatever, and business. I love entrepreneurship talk. Um, you know, slide on in the DMs because we will take care of you on our second episode. And if you like this episode and you know you did, I want you to drop the link in the group chat. Okay, get your key key on. You know, um, text it to your bestie, to your mom, to your your work best friend, your work husband. Um, you know, because I see how we are climbing the charts. Yes, I see always. Us. 
I see you tell us. We get up. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, we're top 100 in business on iTunes. Oh, okay, nice. I should yes. probably check that once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I just checked because I, I, I was looking up something else. I was looking. You know, did someone had posted their their status like on Insta? And I was like, wait, I know that hair. It's Mandy's. So like you were cut off because they were posting theirs. And I was like, wait, we're number whatever we were. And I was like, oh, wow. And it made me go look. <laughs> oh, okay, dope. Okay, top 100, not shabby. Yeah, I think I'm we're even like, shabby. you know, close to like top 50. So we're doing awesome. All we'll right, see y'all. you guys on Friday for BA Q&A. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.